Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. Uh, Jerry here, as as I tend to be. Uh, Max joins me, as he tends to. And Terry. Terry's here as well. Uh, guys, Terry, you want to... I thought it would be good to start with, uh, with a tweet that Terry uh, sent to me and Max. Because it's it involves something that... That's not Everton based, but is close to our hearts. So, Terry, you want to talk about that for a second? And me and Max will give our, our, our reactions, our genuine reactions. We have not talked about this at all, by the way. I saved it for right now. Yeah, I was um, basically scrolling through Twitter before and just saw a very short clip by, um, posted by Jeff Bridges, the actor. And it's just a panning shot of his feet and pans upwards towards the t- towards his face, and he's dressed like the dude from the Big Lebowski, but he's old. And the little tagline that he put for it was, I think it was, um, "Just stay old, man," or something like that. I'd never get old, man, or something like that. Mm. And then it, it gave a date, um, basically hinting that there's going to be a trailer for a possible Big Lebowski sequel next month uh, the trailer will be next month and I'd, as um max said with the um with the reply i'm not sure whether it's a good idea or a bad idea but i am excited yeah. it's either going to be amazing or terrible like why did you make a sequel to a perfect film we've said a few times like off camera that's like one of our all three of us one of our favorite films the big lebowski it's amazing We've even talked about it on, on you know, on our recordings as well. We've we 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 just have no issue bringing up Big Lebowski in the middle of one of our segments. It just happens. We've done it. That, uh, me and Max have been like we, we used to like go David because he d- had never seen it. We're like, oh come on, man, have you seen it yet? What's going on? And constantly. So this is such strange, strange news, uh, Max. Uh, I think you had a like, like Terry said, your response is pretty apt. Yeah, like it should, it shouldn't be touched, really, should it? Because it's just absolutely perfect. But I don't know, it's the Cohen brothers, isn't it? They are literal magicians, and I think with it being set in modern times, there's a lot of good ways you could approach a sequel, which yeah. would be like funny to see, but. I'm, you know what? It's probably going to be good, isn't it? It's not. It's not as if it's going to be shit. So, okay. M- my first instinct was that he's trolling us and screwing with us. You know what I mean? Like he's just messing around with us. He just wants us to get all psyched up, and then we're just. Gonna, he's going to be like, ah. But I, is Jeff Bridges like that? You know what I mean? I don't feel like he's like a serial tweeter. Like he doesn't. He doesn't troll that often, I don't think. I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know Jeff Bridges I, that I well. didn't. I, I'm like, when I first saw it as well, I didn't even necessarily think it, it'd be a sequel. Like, it might just be like, a, I don't know, a short clip or a teaser or something. Like, I don't know. It, it just seems such a big thing to drop. Like, on a teaser on Twitter, like, there's going to be a sequel to quite possibly one of the best movies ever in like a month's time. Like, well... Yeah. It might even be a t- like a TV show or something like that, like on Netflix. I've just mm-hmm. thought they made Fargo into one, didn't they? Yeah. 
amazing that ought to be good as well like i'm i'm like you max though i'm sort of like nervous because it's i mean it won't detract from the original film but it's such a good film and it's like and it's so long ago that you're sort of like oh don't make a sequel because you might you know you might taint it but it won't even if it's not good i mean it won't be as good but even if it's like not that good you're still gonna love the first one but i've got faith i think it will be all right yeah, particularly with Netflix, we just live in the age of sequels, don't they? There's sequels to absolutely everything. Uh, obviously, it's got, it's got like a, a really slow burn and weird cult following that just seems to get bigger and bigger as the years go on as well. So, yeah, uh, anything really, I'd, I'd take it and I'd probably be happy with it. Uh, I'll be honest, if it is a film and the Coens are doing it, that's, I think that's the only way I'm going to feel okay because the Coens have this way. Like if you've ever – I took a Coen Brothers class at my, at my film school, by the way, and that was awesome, first of all. <laughs> we watched all of the movies. We watched every single one of the Coen Brothers movies, but we, watched, we read a lot of interviews with them, okay? And they almost have like a, a contempt for, for like – journalists and people asking them questions it's like it's like they like to troll not jeff bridges so it's almost like because all of us are like no don't touch that they're like oh yeah (laughs) you don't want us to touch it all right well we're gonna do this and we're gonna make it even even more awesome so what do you think of that you know what i mean that's just their personality is to be like oh you don't want us to okay okay we'll tell you what we're gonna do that and we're gonna make citizen kane 2 you know, Rosebud's Revenge, you know? We're, we're, I'm trying to think if there's, if it's The Big Lebowski 2, if it's like, if it's got like a little, you know, tagline, like, like somebody finally Fs with the Jesus, or, <laughs> or, or Smokey's back and he's, he's ready to take out Walter. You know, this something like really uh, typical Hollywood tagline. I don't know. Thanks. It's going to be weird because remember last time it was, it was George Bush who is in office, right? Mm. It was during that time. Yeah. This aggression will not stand, man. Uh, <laughs> so it's interesting that there's they might be doing this when there's potentially another Republican in office. Yeah, entering a world so, of pain. Yeah, you're entering a world of pain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lebowski 2, the world of pain. I love it. <laughs> My dirty undies, the whites. This is just such a yes. <laughs> the ringer, yes. <laughs> uh, there's just so much, guys. I, I'm I'm speechless though. I, as soon as I saw that, I was I literally I was just stunned. I don't I, I don't know how to react to the a possible sequel. I think it's nuts. Mm. I think it's just so nuts. But again, the Coens may be the most talented filmmakers in the world right now. Yeah. So, do we like challenge them and and doubt them? I don't know. I usually they spit out anything, and I'm like, okay, guys, thanks. I'm lucky to have it. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, you know? there's a massive, massive like demand for more in that sort of like universe. And there's like a um, Lebowski fest, or I think it's Dude's a yes, there Dude's is Dude's a Palooza or something. It's called, isn't it? It's like it's like a massive, massive um, cult following for the film. So they they maybe they've just caved to like sort of demand fan demands like please do it again. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, the problem is, oh, the real bummer. No Philip Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. Mm. No brand, yeah. and that's yeah. I just wanted him to say necessary means for a necessary means for a. Yeah. 
<laughs> that had not occurred to us, dude. I just, you know, I'm gonna miss. I miss that guy. Uh, Definitely gonna. Get anyway, tonight, though, just it got me right in the mood. It's that that little clip. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I've watched it times, but I'm still gonna watch it again. It's so good. It's just a disturbing thing for him to do that. I'm literally the force has been disturbed in my, in me. I'm literally I I am off kilter <laughs> now about the possibility of that happening. It's nuts. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, we started with with joy. Who knows? Maybe we can remain joyful throughout the rest of the show. Uh, for for the podcasters out there, uh, apologies. We probably won't be talking about Billy Lebowski that much. We have to move back to Everton. Uh, we've got a we've got a cup match this weekend, uh, Millwall, and I I have the Americans version of what I'm supposed to expect from Millwall. Uh, And uh, so I I expect to be educated by these gentlemen uh, just about Millwall as a cultural identity. Uh, I'm curious. So, uh, yeah, we've got Millwall. And then we're going to do Starting Eleven show because that's what we always do. If we've got a match, we do a pre-match preview and then we follow it up with a Starting Eleven. Who's who's Marco going to roll with? It's always difficult for a cup. Um, What's he going to do? Who's he going to rest? Is he going to rest anyone? We'll see. Then we're going to... We're going to change pace again. I feel like it's a cliche thing that lots of content gets made out there. It's like, when in doubt, have somebody do their five-a-side team. We're going to do it, though, because we haven't done it. We've never done it, and we were we, we thought it would be fun. And I felt like, you know, honestly, when, when John suggested this, I said, you know, now's the time where I think we, we need some fun. I'm looking forward to this, but I you think it would be good, you know. Yeah. Good now, I, I actually was obsessing about it. I was like, okay, do I focus on formation? Yeah. Just the best players? Oh my I god. Say, I was like, who can I pick? I've probably put thoughts into it and I'm still sort of wavering on one or two. <laughs> <laughs> I am I am and I and I was like, okay, how honest am I about seeing some of these players? You know what I mean? Because I haven't seen a lot of players that have played for for Everton. So I want to. I, I allowed myself one player that I didn't get to see very much. One. So I felt like that was fair. Anyway, and then we'll finish up with if you know your history, Everton quiz. We've been doing this almost every time when we have one. You know, when we have at least three people on, on our show. Uh, yeah, if you know your history, we'll be talking about uh, uh, caps. And that's all I'll say. Nightmare. Caps. Price is right style. So, and yeah, it may be a nightmare, guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm excited, though. You, I've gotten to the point now where I just, I, I get excited for the quiz. So, all right. So, gentlemen, Millwall preview. Right now, they are 19th in the championship. All right. With, but since there's like 90 teams in the championship, you know, uh, it's just so many. Every time I, I glanced at it, and I was like, they weren't all the way down at the bottom, but then I saw at the top, like, they're 19th? What? But yeah, that's the championship, dude. It's a weird animal. Uh, they're 7, 8, and 13, and they got 29 points. Uh, recent results, they drew 1-1 with uh, Middlesbrough. Uh, they lost 2-0 to Blackburn, and they beat Hull 2-1 in the Cup. Uh, possible start is, i got to be honest, one of the things about Millwall that I noticed when I looked at their lineup over the past few games, it fluctuates. They will mess around with formation. So they may go 4-4-2, they may go 4-2-3-1, they'll play around. All right? So you can expect some, some form of adjustment 
Um, but possible starters, their defense, uh, at least uh, their keeper, is, it seems like it's usually Archer. And then they got Romeo or Romeo, uh, Hutchinson and Cooper. That's usually pretty pretty standard. Those guys are usually playing for them. Um, one of the sources I looked at says that Murray Wallace may be playing uh, on the left. I guess we'll see. Um, Leonard in the middle, along with uh, let's say Williams and uh, Marshall in there as well. I think Marshall will be on the wing, and Jed Wallace on the wing, and Thompson up front. Uh, the danger man, what's funny is their leading goal scorer, I didn't even say, because he has, I don't think he starts lately. I think they like to bring him in. Lee Gregory, seven goals, four assists. And uh, Jake Cooper, who I mentioned earlier, five goals and six assists. And Sean Williams has four goals and two assists. So, guys, I know very little about Millwall. I've maybe seen them play a, a tiny bit this this particular season. Um, either one of you have any experience, and we can start. Start with them. I was going to say, didn't they get knocked out by Wigan in the campaign Wigan went on to win the FA Cup in the semi-finals? Oh, you mean in the... Uh... In like 2012, 2013, when oh. Martinez was in charge? I don't know. I don't remember I, I that. Remember, um, I remember there being, there being some pretty scenes in the, uh, in the stands between the fans and the police. Uh, mm. Police officers' hats got robbed, but to be honest, that's the last I have heard of Millwall in like God knows how many years. I heard about them last year because they got Tim Cahill for a little while. Yeah, oh, and I, that, yeah. That, that's my defining sort of memory of of Millwall, really, because um, they didn't think it was two thousand and three, something like that. Um, they got to the FA Cup final with Tim Cahill and the team, and they were in like the equivalent of the Championship then. So it was crazy that a second tier team got to the cup final, and they um, they were value for it. They put in some proper good performances along the way, and we got Kale the season after because they lost. And also on the United team it was Tim Howard, who didn't join us the season after, but like two or three years later he joined. So two future Everton players on the opposite sides in that final, and that's my sort of fan and impression of of Millwall. But the, to be honest, I think. What you've alluded to as well is the biggest sort of thing about Millwall is off the pitch, really. Like, they've had, you know, a lot of uh, representation in films like Football Factory and, you know, stuff like that. There's like the hooligan aspect. So, Mm. I mean, you know, the second we got drawn against Millwall, the, the immediate reaction wasn't like, oh, that's a good draw because they're low down in the championship. That was like, it was more of, ooh, they're quite, I mean, they're not a good team, but atmosphere-wise, they're a cauldron when they want to be, and they will get up for a Premier League team because obviously they don't play them very often, and they'll definitely get up for a Scouse team because they don't play them very often either. And then obviously the worst elements of both sets of supporters quite you know quite relish the idea of playing each other. So that's probably going to be the biggest sort of talk. Hopefully not, but that's probably going to be a big talking point of the weekend. Um, mm just to see how that's handled by the police. But the police will know. It's, it's you know, they're, they're no strangers to the way Millwall, Millwall's reputation is. And, and it's, I just want, I, we shouldn't be losing to it. On the pitch, forget everything else. We shouldn't be losing quality-wise to a team that's that low in the championship. But I just worry that it won't come down to ability. It'll come down to bottle because it's going to be a hostile atmosphere. We're going to get, 
a lot of hefty challenges probably very straight away and then it's going to be a big test for some of the players especially the ones we've got from Barcelona to see how they can cope with it and keep their cool because we've seen in recent weeks that Andre Gomez Yeri Mina if that if either of those two play they're a little bit short-tempered and it might work on them it might like the, the two of them could buy and sell any Millwall player for ability but they might you know be sucked in where yeah. so it's up to the manager and the senior players the likes of Coleman, the likes of Baines, to sort of see everyone through it because it's going to be hard if we just play our football or we just say, right, we're going to match them for effort, we'll get through. But matching for effort doesn't seem to be our strong suit at the minute. Case in point, the last game. Yeah. 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 Effort wasn't really the word that came to mind when I think of, of that one. Uh, you know, apathetic. <laughs> I, I really don't want to be thinking that this weekend. You mentioned we you were talking about the off the pitch stuff. Is this reputation that Millwall has for being kind of uh, tough and and kind of being up for up for it with the other supporters? Is it is it well earned? Is it fair? Or is this something that just maybe a couple of incidents have given that? Re- I'm asking as <laughs> some guy from America, and I, I want to make sure I'm not being naive just by assuming just because I've seen something in a movie, then you take it at face value. I don't think that's fair. Mm, I mean, yeah, to be honest, it is. Like every, every <laughs> so it is fair. Yeah, well, every set of supporters has got that, and every set of supporters had it a lot more. You know, in days gone by. But there's a reason that Millwall are the ones who are picked out to make films about it. They, they, them, and Chelsea, and that they were one of the more infamous ones. And it's probably a little bit unfair. I've got to be honest, because they're probably they're probably a lot lot better than they are now. But they, it's sort of six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's like have they got that reputation because of the films, and they've sort of just like lived up to it. it. Yeah, lived up to it, or did it come first? It's. I don't know. It's never. It's well. It's not as bad as it used to be. I don't think any clubs are anywhere near as bad as it used to be. It's never yeah. actually been that bad since I've been watching football. But before my time in the eighties and stuff, it was really bad for everyone. Yeah, I, I was concerned that we would be talking more about this than about the actual football. Um, but since this segment is more about them, them, and rather about. Our our formation and our then it, it you know we're we're talking about what we know about Millwall, uh, so yeah I'll I'll be really curious if they come in really physical. Mm. I think we expect that, right? Well, I think that's exactly what we. Expect I'm, from I'm interested personally after seeing that Southampton performance because obviously you know, coming off at 19th in the Championship, you'd expect them to do something a lot similar to what the likes of Newcastle and Cardiff did when we played them, where they just you know. They, they, you know, they just stack everyone behind the ball. But you watch that, you know, you watch the Southampton game, and you see a side take a different approach, get in our face, close us down every given opportunity, win every ball, win every second ball. It, you know, if their group play, they're fired up enough. Who's to say they wouldn't churn in that type of performance as an alternative? Um, that's not to say that I don't expect it because I do think if they go guns blazing, like Terry said, you know, ability wise. I, I'm expecting a win, but I just feel like it's just gonna it's gonna be trying to pick the lock, isn't it? Trying to get through and break through. Go, going off that Southampton performance, I don't mean to underestimate Millwall. I, I just expect a win, and you know to to lose in the fashion that we did to 16th in the league. 
the FA Cup to me personally is one of the only routes where I can say that we can salvage this season. Uh, uh, at the moment, I'm particularly just underwhelmed with Everton and to conjure up a bit yeah. of inspiration and a bit of enthusiasm by saying, you know what, we're going for this cup and we might win it. We've lost a lot of semi-finals and we've lost a lot of finals in the past. I think we've lost something like 13 semi-finals and eight finals. But, you know, what What other alternative have we got? Well, like, we're 11th in the league. That isn't good enough. It's been, you know, it's been said more than enough that it isn't good enough. I'll make a go of it in this cup. And I think he, I think he will, obviously, because you've seen the lineup that he went with in the last round against lower opposition. So, yeah, I, I expect a win. Um, while you're on that, Max, you expect a win. What's the score? I don't think it's going to be a landslide, obviously, given the the, the what, what I expect the atmosphere to be, and etc. 2-1. Terry, what's the score? 3-1. Um, and shock me, shock me, I, I, I have a score that's similar to someone else's. It's <laughs> 3-1 is what I've got. Uh, you know, I don't think you're doing, I don't think you're disrespecting uh, Max. I don't think you're disrespecting Millwall when you say you expect us to win. I think if we were in the championship and they were in the Premier League, they would expect. I think it's just based on your league status, you really should, you should win mm-hmm. because you're there for a reason. You're supposed to be anyway. Um, now, having said that, if you had somebody like Leeds playing Huddersfield right now, who would you pick in that one? Yeah. You know what I mean? So <laughs> there are ex- extenuating circumstances, but the fact that we're, you know, we're not at the bottom of the Premier League right now, and Millwall are not even really mid-table in the championship, I think it's fair to pick a win. Um, but yeah, but Max, I think if they try to press the way like what you were talking about, but and Terry was too. I think that's a huge risk. That's a big risk if they that exposes them big time if it doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so yeah. yeah. The fact that they're at home is might actually help us because if they came to Goodison, they probably would turn in one of those Newcastle type performances. Um, but because they're at home, and yeah, I mean, I may have um, laid on a bit thick at the beginning with the the crowd stuff. Even if there's not one single act of like hooliganism, violence, all that good stuff, even if there's none of that, it's still going to be really uncomfortable for the players. They're going to be baying for blood and the, the players are going to, um, their players are going to react to that and be very, very, you know, strong in the tackle, let's say. Mm. So that will probably mm. have a, a combative performance from them rather than them trying to do a job because the crowd will, their crowd will demand that they get in our faces rather than just sit off us. Mm. I'm just hoping there's a good game of football. There you go. I just hope there's a good game of football and there's not a lot of unnecessary stuff going on in the stands. You know what I mean? That's just that when I, when I'm watching a football game, I'm there to actually watch the football. You know what I mean? That's, that's me. Not everybody's like that. Mm. You know, some people, part of football is, you know, (laughs) get loud, taunting. That's for them. That's part of the experience. That's what they do. I don't know. For me, I just hope I don't see a whole lot of that when I'm watching on Saturday, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, Saturday, five thirty. Right. What genius's idea was that? Mm-hmm. Oh hell, that, you know. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah. All right. 
And that means 12.30 for me on the East Coast of the, of the States. I guess that's it for our Millwall preview. We've got a starting 11 segment coming up next, so don't nobody go nowhere. Who's Marco going to start? It's always weird. No, we rarely get these right as far as trying to figure <clears throat> out who Marco is going to start for uh, for the cup. I'd say we get it right pretty often with uh, with normal league games, but we never know how how many players is he going to rest. Which players is he going to rest? Yeah, we're going to have to kind of shoot from the hip, go off the cuff on this, and just do our best. Um, let's start with Max, even though. Terry said he really wanted to go first. Uh, Max's turn. So, Max, what do you what do you got, man? In goal, Jordan Pickford, Seamus Coleman at right back, Michael Keane and Yeri Mina sends a half, Lucas Dina at left back, Adrissa Gay and Andre Gomez central midfield, Gilfie Sigurdsson just in front of them, Bernard, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, and Adam Ola Luchman up front. All right, uh, Terry, what do you got? I, I'm totally different from you guys, by the way. Totally different. <laughs> I am going to go with Pickford in goal, Coleman at right back, Leighton Baines at left back, um, Keane and Zuma centre back, uh, Drissa Gay and Andre Gomez in midfield, um, Bernard on the left, uh, Sigurdsson in the middle, and um, Theo Walcott on the right with uh, Calvert Lewin up front. I'm uh, I'm rolling with. Uh... Jordan Pickford in goal. So all of us starting with Pickford after we saw Marco do that last time. Uh, I'm going with John Joe Kinney. So I'm the only one doing that. Uh, also going Yeri Mina, Kurt Zuma, uh, Leighton Baines on the left, Idrissa Gay. I had a lot of flip-flopping over whether or not I'm doing Davies or Gomez, but uh, I think I'm going Gomez. Um, Sigurdsson and Walcott on the right Lookman on the left DCL up top I was really excited about the possibility of Lookman on the left <laughs> well, you know we've been I think you guys was it which one of you uh, has recommended it for league play a couple of times now I'm trying to remember maybe it was Max one time and then Terry another time We've been talking about Lookman going on the left. Yeah, I think well, but... we've been banging that drum for ages, haven't we, really? Mm-hmm. We've yeah. just been we've been banging the drum to get him in the team. Now, obviously, finally, he's getting the run of games and he, he's showing his way. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I said it last time, but Max has said it a few times before that. Mostly, Max, he's, he, he does look better on the left um, than he does on the right. It's just more natural to him. It's actually a good idea, that. But we're, uh, just because Bernard... Board. last game I think he'll definitely play and I think because Baines played so well in the previous game I think the two of them have earned there to retain their places in the next cup match everyone else you know up for grabs with them too I think and probably Calvert-Lewin the only three guarantees yeah I, I put Kenny in because I'm in this this weird like hey if we're not going to bring in a right back then Coleman needs to not be playing every game I think we you need. Know what to, I, mean? I think we need the senior figure though for this game. Yeah, I'm the same. I think due to the oh senior figure, that's what you yeah. said. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, I think with the atmosphere having the potential to be quite hostile, I think they'll want. Mm-hmm. Um, this the reason I, I wouldn't have put Davis and I haven't put Luckman in either. I think he'll mm-hmm. he might protect some of the younger players. 
mm-hmm. including Richarlison, just because it might affect them. So I'm all for Kenny starting more games, just if this was a different championship team or maybe a Goodison, all for it. But I think he might uh, stick with the more level-headed players and the, the most <laughs> players, just because it's going to be a hard place to go. So, you know, mm-hmm. we've seen Richarlison... Yeah, and, and Bernard have little spats with players before, and if they get roughed up, it might you know they might take the bait. And I think I think he, he'll he'll be aware of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You guys took a very uh, you're taking atmosphere and that kind of stuff into consideration. That's something I wasn't really thinking about when I put it. I was just thinking make sure because I didn't actually think that Kenny dropped off much when Coleman like came out. But that's a legit point about uh, about possibly making sure we've got some some heads to cool the other heads. Mm. Uh, not not the worst idea, frankly. Um, I do think Baines will help in that regard. Yeah, having Baines in. Um, and honestly, I I really think uh, Richarlison needs a rest. Personally. I think he needs a rest. I actually think Bernard needs one too. If I'm being totally honest, I I did not think they had great games in their last league game. Um, a lot of misplayed passes. And if I'm being completely honest, I I actually think Andre Gomez needs one too. But it's just such a big drop off. It's just a difference in in the game when you have Gomez to Davies. You know, and I think when you've got the opportunity to put someone with that level of quality in the center against a championship team, I feel like you need to do it. Yeah. I mean, it's been obvious for quite some time now. Quite a few of the players are, like, fatigued. You know, I think alongside Tottenham, we played more games over the last month or so than anybody else. But, uh, as you say, and as I said earlier, this game in particular, I as the FA Cup, it's something that we need to hang on to. He showed against Lincoln that he is, you know, he is prioritizing the competition, and I feel like that's mm-hmm. a, that's an approach that we need to pursue. Um, uh, just as well, like Bernard, he, he was, it was touch and go whether we'd start him against the lower league opposition like Lincoln, but you know, mm-hmm. expecting him to get knocked here, there, and everywhere. But obviously, he turned in a really good, well, a really good goal at least. <laughs> I'm hoping that would be the same for a couple of a couple of other players who are. You know, up for contention. Yeah, and and I had Walcott starting. Did both of you guys have him starting as well? I didn't, but I can understand oh. it. Okay, it's actually going to be a bit of a um, bit of a big game for Luckman because he's former Charlton and Charlton and Millwall are a little bit. Hey. Yeah, Charlton, Millwall, and Crystal Palace are all like sort of they don't like each other because they're that sort of area. So Luckman, don't think this will stop him playing. Whether it's off the bench or starting, but. He's going to come in for some special attention, so we'll have to see what he makes of that. Interesting. And uh, bringing up one more thing we talked about off-camera, but we haven't really talked about it here uh, when we started recording. Um, Max and I have gone for Mina, and Terry thinks that's the most ridiculous thing he's ever heard, and he threatened to to get off the Skype call because he was so upset. No, he just he, he brought up a really good point. Terry, you want to tell them... What you were thinking? Yeah, I just I just think um, Silver would be wise to sort of err on the side of caution with the more volatile players. Like 
if you're Millwall, you're going to look at the Everton players and see which ones you can sort of get under the skin of, and he'll be one of them. It'll be Richarlison, Bernard. Um, I wouldn't have said Gomez until the game against Bournemouth when he looked like he'd really lost. I don't think he's at targets per se for you know for the opposition to wind up, but Mina will be a, a big one because he he does you know try to find lines sometimes, and I I actually. I'm looking. I'd, I'd love to see Mina reintroduced into the match they into the first team, but not this game. In the Premier League, ideally, I just think Keane and Zuma have got a little, you know, a little bit more Premier League experience and a little bit calmer. Um, little take a little like less risks with their tackles and stuff because, to be honest, we're quite. It's one of the few positions, despite the fact we're not very good um, with the, our defensive record, we actually have got quite a bit of depth at centre back. So we we could even see Chaggy Elka play. I mean, I'd, I'd hopefully not, just because I think the pace will be a little bit too much for him. His championship teams, for even the, the the lesser championship teams, they all play a hundred mile an hour. So it might this would probably be a little bit more difficult for Chaggy Elka than even a Premier League game would be. Yeah. But we've got a lot of players who can play there, and I just wouldn't. Uh, unlike Gomez, I'd like to see Gomez rested because he needs a rest, as you say, but. The options aren't aren't great, are they? Like we 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 trade off a lot in not playing them, so I don't think we've got the luxury luxury of resting them. But I think we have got the luxury of resting someone at centre back, whether it's me or whether it's someone else. Mm. Uh, is there a possibility that Gay is going to be rested and we're going to roll three at the back? I couldn't imagine. I mean, the, I mean, I, I mean, I, obviously, all three of us will will. You know, our hearts will drop down through our arses if that happens. We 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 totally agree with that. However, if he's thinking this is not a super potent offensive team that will still create chances with a with a stout back line, uh, maybe I don't know. I have no idea. Um, yeah, but, uh, the Mina thing. Can we if Mina actually does play? Can we just lump some corners two feet higher than everybody else's head and let him... We thought that was going to be happening every damn weekend. It's happened, like, once. Mm. Okay? Once. And, and, and I have been... When you watch Sigurdsson take a corner now, how often does he put it to near post and does not get past... It is one of the more frustrating things. Jerry, that's a long-standing Everton problem. I know! I thought it would go away! It got got to that point with Baines, it got to that point with Arteta. Uh, Yeah, uh, that's not changing any time. (laughs) It's nuts! It's like there's some weird Everton juju that happens to our our corner kickers. I mean, Dean is the only one who hasn't really fallen into that too much. But it still happens with him too! Me, personally, to solve that, I would... I would drop outswinging corners altogether. Yeah. I, I think the, the idea of an outswinging corner is absolutely ridiculous. Like by the time it meets your head, it's just it's messing with all the, the direction of the ball, etc. So, yeah, whip it into the box. But that, that's a that's a discussion for another day. If you put if you put Messi in an Everton shirt, he's hit the first man with his corners. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the Everton badge does it to every single player. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I, I I when he came in I was like, all right, we're gonna start getting a lot of goals on corners now. And then we have Yeri Mina who's like 
seven and a half feet tall and he's got like a 30 foot vertical leap yes i'm using hyperbole sorry but he just he towers and he can sky over everybody i mean i feel like he should be dunking on every team you know and it's just it's not happening it's pissing me off so yeah i i was looking for some crazy skied headers and it's it's not happening yet so yeah just All right. us, we've spent like well, I've spent a, a lot of time talking up this potential atmosphere and the hostile environment. Here's where it's the worst damn squib of a match ever. Like, and not, it's really boring and nothing happens. <laughs> but that, uh, clearly, the TV doesn't think so because they've they've picked this one out, haven't they? They they yeah. they spent an upset or uh, a game where they've shown. So I think they think something's on. Yeah, I think it it's good i think it's it would be almost be a good thing if this is if there's lots of chances in this for us you know what i mean because if it's just a stalemate we haven't done super great with those lately you know what i mean um where we don't have a lot of chances uh just because we just haven't been clinical Mm. oh and and oh something to consider one other thing i'm totally like if you have something to say let me talk through you i am american guy no uh, (laughs) i if jink tosin this rumors of uh, Palace putting in a bid on him, that means we would potentially be an additional striker down if that is the case. I, I bring this up every once in a while, and usually it's stuff that doesn't even need to be considered. It's not even true. But something to keep in mind if he doesn't make the match day squad. Because this is a game where we would maybe be utilizing uh, one of our some of our striker depth. Yeah, definitely. So... Gents, we good? Yep. yep. All right. So that has been our starting 11 segment for the Millwall match, FA Cup. We'll see what we'll see if Marco listens. There's a some sort of requirement by the universe. If you have fan-created content, there is a a prerequisite. You have an agreement with the universe. You must do a -a five-a-side team at some point. You must do that segment sometime. And frankly, it seemed like a good time. You know, uh, Blues haven't been playing super well right now, so we could sit here and be like, you know, gloomy Gus, Debbie Downer, you know, all whatever. No, we're doing five aside. Let's be happy. Let's think about some damn fine players that have worn the blue shirt. Um, so just to, just to preface this, there are <laughs> – this is not NOM. There are rules. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm not uh, – <laughs> <laughs> I am not immediately going to jump and say, well, I'm, I'm going to start Dixie Dean as my starter. Um, you know, I, I've never seen him play. I know the guy scored a lot of goals. I know he's a, an absolute legendary figure at the club. I can't pick him. I never watched him play. That's actually going to restrict me mightily is the fact that I, I, we, I, I, you're supposed to pick almost entirely players that you've seen play. All right. Um, I have allowed myself one player that I haven't seen play because he was still playing in the league when I started playing, watching Everton. And so, yeah, I allowed myself that because I'm so severely handicapped. 
Um, these guys, you know, they, yeah, I'm, I'm, th- I'm assuming the majority of their players, they will have seen them play. So, um, cool. So, it is uh, Terry's turn to go first. Right, so in goal, we've gone for Tim Howard, which is par for the course. Uh, he, you know, in his prime, fantastic keeper, always knew when to come, when not to come. Brilliant keeper. Um, I don't think there's any other pick for a five-a-side team in goal for Everton than Tim Howard. Mm. Right on. Okay. okay. Uh, I'm going to go for a one-two-one standard um, <laughs> five-a-side formation uh, in the defensive slot. I'm going to have Sylvan Distan because he was an absolute wall. And in a little five-a-side pitch, you are getting past Sylvan Distan <laughs> for everybody. He was in his prime. He was big, strong, and he was fast. If if you yeah. can't knock it past him and out sprint him, which to be honest, most people didn't do on a on a eleven a side pitch, you'd not get past him. I don't care who you are. He would just he would just literally fold every single striker who tried to go past him. Unless he plays a dodgy back pass. Oh. Yeah, there's also that. But if there's only the keeper behind him, he's not going to be uh, as tempted, isn't he? <sighs> but. Uh, yeah, he's just an absolute unit of a player. So, in my two midfield spots, first one, I'm going to go with Marouane Fellaini, just because he'd be. I know, I know, I saw that look, Jerry. He's um, <laughs> he's the perfect five-a-side player. He's big and he's horrible. He elbows. Would, every time someone tried to get the ball off him, he'd just be putting his elbows into them. It sticks to him like Velcro. He doesn't have to be. <laughs> A world-class player on a five-a-side pitch. He just needs to be hard to get the ball off, and he could do his little uh, his creep turns in the middle. He's, he, people have rewrote history mm. about Fellaini since he went to United when he was at Everton. He had some towering performances on the five-a-side pitch. You'd take, you'd take trying to get the ball off him because you'd mm. be coming away with sore ribs. Other or mid- or or your eyes swelled shut yeah. from all the elbows. <laughs> the other midfield spot, I'm going to go for Stephen Pina because that lad could play in a home box. Yeah. He was just the most nip in, nip and tuck little player ever. He'd get the ball and he'd twist and turn. He didn't know what he was going to do. And he just, I think, I, I would hazard a guess that he's probably going to be in everyone's father-side team. <laughs> At least he'll be the common one just because he was such a good footballer with such you know great close control and great movement. So he's uh, the other midfield spot. And up front, I was conflicted with up front just because I was going. I was thinking Lukaku, but his first touch could end up going back to your own keeper because a five-a-side pitch is not a lot of not a lot of space. He's got like yeah. you know trampoline shins, hasn't he? Not there would of... be no second touch from Lukaku. No. <laughs> so I've gone for Louis Saha, who in his prime was a majestic striker. He just didn't like cardio. He didn't cover yeah. any. <laughs> on a five-a-side pitch, he doesn't need to cover a lot of ground. He just needs to stroll about and just lash in, lash in like strikes with his left foot whenever he gets it. So there's my, uh, it's my five. It's my <clears throat> you know, it's funny when I when I first started uh, watching Everton play, uh, I played a lot of FIFA 2012. Okay, it's the only FIFA game I've played since I, in the 90s. Okay, and I played it for a while. Luis Saha. Luis Ihab was my guy, you know, and it, but the thing is, I can't, I can't, I never saw him 
play. I can't uh, list him. And like, I was just like, I used to bang shit in with Luis Saha, and I can't. Because <laughs> I, was, I was struggling for a striker too, man. It was, it was not the easiest. Because immediately you think Lukaku. Lukaku. You know, but then you think, oh, this is five aside. It's different. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, Max, buddy, it's your turn, man. Right. So, just to be controversial, I've gone with uh, an emergency keeper. I've just scrapped keepers. Like, those who play five aside, no emergency keeper. You know, it can be done. And I've gone with John Stones because it's just a Rolls Royce and he's probably the best central defender I've seen at Everton in my lifetime um, I've gone for three in midfield Leighton Baines on the left Tim Cahill through the middle and Mikel Arteta on the right and ahead of them I've gone for a 16 year old angry Wayne Rooney <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you put I'm glad you put Stephen Pienaar in there by the way Teddy because he is one of the three that made the cut for the bench I was going off best technical footballers I've ever seen play for Everton um, and thinking about that, Stephen Pienaar probably is like he, the way he manipulated the football was just absolutely fantastic. But you need to have that element of grit in there, and I think I I just went with Tim Cale ahead of him because I feel like Tim Cale on a five side pitch, you're just gonna be getting snapped at the ankles all the time, aren't you? You know what I mean? I've got Fellaini, and he's just gonna pinch you when you're trying to mark him and stuff. <laughs> uh, he's gonna be just need that bit of a uh, that bit of shit houseery. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, Terry, I think a lot of your time, your team will be literally beating the other team into submission. <laughs> just all, all just passing it to Pina. <laughs> you're like, you're like on the bench. I've got Dennis Rodman. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like my team is maybe a little more similar to, uh, to Max's. My, it almost seems like a sewing circle compared to Terry's. Uh, it's just <laughs> uh, so yeah. I'm I'm rolling uh, Tim Howard in goal. I actually initially I I've never done a five aside challenge before. Okay, so I got super excited and I was sitting there putting together all these formations and I watch my kid play five aside all the time, but they don't always use keepers. And immediately I was thinking, there's no keepers. All right, so I was sitting there. I had my five aside team, and then I was like, oh hell. Everywhere I looked online utilized keepers. And so I was like, okay, well, the strongest keeper that I've seen uh, so far, I would have to go Tim Howard right now. Maybe one day that's Jordan Pickford, but for now it's Tim Howard. Um, I've got, I'm doing kind of a weird formation. I have no center backs. None. Zero. Here's, here's why. Here's why. Small, smaller pitch. Smaller pitch, I've gone for quick players. Small, quick players, passers, and I really only have one grit player. Um, but Leighton Baines on the left. I, I, I think I'm the only goober to go with Seamus Coleman. Prime Seamus Coleman. All right? I don't know how that would operate on a smaller pitch because it's one of his best, 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 like area of his game, the fact that he's absolutely Forrest Gumpet down the wing, like, see, what I'm thinking is I, I want two defenders, all right, I want one on the left and Baines to be able to kind of overlap on the left, and I want prime Coleman, I'm not talking about now, I'm talking prime Coleman 
on the right, okay? Mm. One who could actually get some goals, one who actually made combinations, one who actually, when he crossed it, it actually went to our players. Mm. All right? One of them, wouldn't he kick off on the other team every time they tackled someone? He'd be yeah. like, that, that, like, that arsey one who, like, always, like, is always moaning. He'd be, <laughs> he'd be great for that. Yeah, I, that, he's, he's some of my grit, all right? He's yeah. some of my grit, all right? Um, I got Arteta. I, he's my one who I never got to see play for Everton, all right? Uh, but I saw him play a lot for Arsenal. I know what kind of player he is. And I've heard some people say that he's one of their favorite Everton players. So uh, when I went back and I watched tape of him, I watched videos of him, he just seems like a player who can connect. He can connect things. And I feel like you need that. Uh, and I've got, and I, I, the, my biggest decision was between Pienaar and Cahill. That was my biggest decision. My bench right now, I've got Pienaar. Cahill is that extra bit of grit. But I like the idea of having Pienaar in because I can either put him in somewhere up front, I can put him in the center, or I can put him in on either the right or the left. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I was this close to putting, and this is going to sound nuts, but I was this close That's to putting in Idrissa Gay. Idrissa Gay. And having him be my only defensive presence. Tackle <laughs> everyone to death. And just <laughs> let him just go ape shit. And just having the rest of the team, passers, passers. And then Adrissa Gay is the mop. I feel like Adrissa Gay is that last bit of bread when you have a lot of sauce on your plate. And he's just sopping it up in the back. <laughs> and that's that's Adrissa Gay. The little pinch of bread. All right? So, so yeah. By the way, yeah. And I honestly... When I thought it, it totally threw off my formations, the idea of having I like only having four players in the field. I don't like the one-two-one formation because it leaves the middle open, and I like having a guy in the center of the pitch. You know what I mean? It just mm. bugs me to leave that opening. Yeah. You know. So anyway, who are we forgetting? Did you got up front? Oh, a Cahill. I'm I'm running Cahill up front. I'm just letting him go. Yeah. Because, uh, honestly, I had serious trouble with the striker. Very, the best striker I've seen. defensive team, Jerry. That's what's, that's what's funny is I actually don't consider it that. I was actually considering the fact that it was pretty damn – it's too offensive is what I was worried about. That's funny. So I actually feel better. <laughs> on, my, on my on my on my bench, my my three choices on on the bench is Romelu Lukaku, Ross Barkley, and Stephen Pienaar. Did we leave Ross out because recent uh, sensitivities? You know what? No, I have I have always I've all I've got like a weird affection towards the style of player that Ross Barkley is. I don't particularly like him as a person. I just think as you know. As a footballer, he has the potential to be absolutely fantastic. I remember when I did my work experience at Finch Farm, and I had to like help the uh, help the lads out with the training sessions and stuff like that. When they'd first go out, they'd just go and mess about with the balls. I remember once Ross Barkley shouted over to me to play him the ball, passed it to him, swear down. The kid just like flicked it up, put it over his head, and just went off on it like a kid in the playground. Like he's got such amazing technical ability that. I just think that would be absolutely fantastic on a father-side pitch. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It's something he occurred to me. He did. Um, and I will totally agree. 
I I still would rather someone that uh, is more of a distributor on the center. You know what I mean? Just uh, but on the bench, I think is a good play where you've got him, Max. The idea of being yeah. able to bring him in as like instant muscle and energy. Um, yeah, that's a good spot. There's loads of players who you, who you feel like you've, you know, who could feel hard done by not getting in. Like, if you're talking at their peak or, like, the best time for Everton, you could go James McCarthy and Martinez's first season. Every time you got the mm-hmm. ball on a five-a-side pitch, he'd be on you straight away. Yeah. Gareth Barry could probably play in slippers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, I actually considered if I was going to go with a center back, I gave serious consider consideration to peak Jags. Peak Jags is is a hell of a center back. Yeah, he's a really good player. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm and then you've got yeah. That's the problem though. Five aside is just it's a much quicker game. Yeah, um, I remember one season he was clocked as being the now this is fast, not quickness, but he was cl- clocked as being one of the fastest players in the league. Yeah, that was one when season he, that was when he was quite old as well, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. It was like one of those strange facts, wasn't it? That he's the fa- one of the fastest players in the Premier League on a full sprint. I, I think that's a wind up. He can't yeah. be. But <laughs> I, I support the team he plays for. I would have seen it. He didn't. Yeah. <laughs> was it Calvert Lewin who said he was one of the players he hates to play against? Yeah, it because was. of his quickness. Because he's so fast. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> one, one of I feel like we haven't mentioned who, who could get a shout in purely because his second touch was always a celebration. Yelovich. Yeah. Like, hey. hey. I was. Yeah, I was seriously considering, you know, the good Jelovic for my striker, just because though, every time he got it, he'd just score. He had he was scoring goals. He had no right to even attempt to shoot for, and he and they'd just be flying in. First time, side foot, back of the net, no worries. All right, I was trying to think if there's other people we've forgotten, other players we've forgotten. Probably um, ones that I haven't seen play. Andrei Kintyovskis, yeah, quite a few. I didn't get to see uh, Bill Yeletin uh, off. <laughs> uh, just first time all the time, Rocky. Yeah. yeah. Goes on left. Thomas Gravison, he was just crazy. He's yeah. been everywhere. He's like, <laughs> he'd have had no positional sense whatsoever, and he'd just be like, his eyes just be bulging at everyone, like, shouting <laughs> at everyone's faces. Uh, what was it like watching uh, the Yak play for us? How, was, how strong of a striker was he? He's good. Peak yak. Before his injury, he was class. He was yeah, like he done his dead Achilles, strong and that, yeah. Oh, he did his Achilles? That sucks. That's yeah. awful. I yeah. remember, I, I, I'll never forget as well. It's weird. I remember one goal in particular. It was against Stoke away. I don't know why. I've just got a weird selective memory. He scored the goal and I went, you know what? You could, that, that looks just straight off a five-a-side pitch there. It was just yeah. one of those players, you know, right place, right time. Yeah. Yeah. He was honestly, he was quality. He he was, he is. He, he had a good touch. He, could, he his, his link up play was really good. He always knew where the other players were around him. He was like all the things that Lukaku can't do. He was <laughs> that. Like all the wow. all the like Lukaku's just like a, a finisher, isn't he? When he was at us anyway. But um, he was he was like he was almost as good. He was as good a finisher as Lukaku. But he had all the other things that Lukaku doesn't get that hasn't got. But the injury just killed him. Completely, he came back and he was just—he couldn't do it. He was too slow, and you know, it, it just—it'll. What I'm happened to Coleman. It's just finished. It's just took that little thing that he needs it off him. Yeah. 
I had heard I had heard that peak yak was was a good yak. So <laughs> that's that's something that it, it's a. Uh, Damn, I didn't know about the Achilles injury. That can ruin. It's yeah. so hard to come back from that. Don't, don't oh take me away on it, but I think it was the Achilles because I remember. I think it was against Tottenham, if I'm not well, wrong. Yeah. You guys' brains are amazing. My 40-year-old, this thing. <laughs> I'm just like, hey, sure. <laughs> I tried to remember that kind of stuff from that long ago. Damn. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm like, I can, I can tell you all the words from Dumb and Dumber. I, I know the whole movie. <laughs> so you're telling me there's a chance. So I guess that's, I guess that's it, guys. Uh, I, I, this is one of those segments where I feel like we can lob other names that are worthy. We are missing people. I know we are. I know we're missing people. So for all those folks out there that are commenting, like, how can you guys not include, you know, uh, Aruna Kone, you know, uh, <laughs> you go the same direction, except yeah. even more weird. <laughs> so, how could you ask you? To, yeah, we we get it. We are we did this spur of the moment. Totally down with you guys telling us who we missed, though. Always down with that. So, but I guess that's it for our five aside. Uh, one day, I'd kind of like to do the anti five aside team. Oh, I think that that'd be that'd be interesting. Pain. What's the? What, oh, I, yeah, yeah. I think I think it, we should do that at a time when we're super happy to kind of balance out things and remind us that keep perspective. So let's mm. let's do that in the future. Okay, it's at this point where I normally would be saying, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. And I did that earlier when we recorded the quiz segment. But something happened with the quiz. I, there was some, uh, some issues in terms of the, the numbers, the answers being uh, a little inconsistent with the answers that uh, you can find on the internet. Hence, we had some... uh, Well, it it appears as though Max was about to win when I noticed that the answer that I had received for the quiz for Tim Cahill's number of caps was inaccurate. (laughs) And and it's by a lot. There was some kind of... So there's been some kind of mix-up... So I, the quiz has gone down in flames, and I'm really sorry. Uh, it was it, it was really fun too. Maybe one day we'll we'll have people listen to the quiz just for the heck of it, just because maybe it'll be funny. Uh, but for now, <laughs> uh, we're just gonna we're gonna talk transfers because uh, yeah, that's that's a thing. We're still in the middle of the transfer window, and we still have another like you know week of the transfer window. So. We're going to talk about that. Max has been really excited because he loves talking about transfers. Sarcasm font. That's what, that's what I use there because he hates it. Uh, so, so guys, uh, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, first, let's go ahead and clarify Silva's position on this. He has said, basically, players don't go out. Players aren't going to be coming in. It's a pretty logical stance that... All three of us, I think, have been embracing ever since they've been spouting it off since the window opened, right? I think we're all, for the most part, down with that. Um, Sounds responsible, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So, uh, 
just to quickly, we ha- we do have to say this: Belasi is back. Uh, will Belasi, you know, s- somehow last the rest of the window? I don't think any of us believe that he'll actually still be pulling on an Everton shirt by the end of the window. Uh, what happens with him, we don't know, but we don't expect him to really be one of Marco's options moving forward. Uh, so, so there is that. Um, a lot of, and there continues to be a lot of disparity and uh, dispute of, over who actually ended that loan. By the way, uh, he said Belasi chose to come back, and it was him. Yeah, so, it was Silver, he who, Silver's come up and said it was Belasi, not yeah. Agni. Yeah, I was wrong uh, when we touched on it last episode. I, I thought that Villa had done it, and it wasn't actually Villa. It was just Villa fans were fine with it. Yeah. <laughs> so I got wires crossed. It was like, yeah, it was Balassi, which is even more bizarre. You've got to, well, wonder slash hope that it's on the back of a deal that his agents lined up for him. Someone, he's been led on to believe that something is going to happen. So let's... Yeah. Let's assume that, uh, and Terry, you were, I think, rolling with logic before, which <laughs> would make sense, right? But no, it's uh, it's a weird thing. Uh, so we'll we'll see what happens with with Yala. I don't know. Uh, recent recent info is that uh, uh, Palace have made a have laid down a bid for Jink Tosun. They were the other main club who wanted his services when he was still playing for for Besiktas. Um, I'm not sure about that one. Um, how we, I mean, how do we feel about that, guys? I think we'd definitely make a loss on him. I, I when I when I saw how much we paid for him, it took, took me as a bit of a shock. I forgot that we paid twenty seven million for him. Which I mean, I suppose you can expect it with it being a January transfer, but still, I didn't think it was that much. I mean. I might be wrong, but I seem to remember at the time, though, it was said that it's not 27 up front. It's like, you know, potentially be 27. It was more like 20 up front. Mm, yeah, that's why, that's why I thought it was 20. Yeah, it's it's still not great, but I, I feel quite bad for Tosin because I still think he's a good player and could be a good player. He's just he's come into the club and under a manager who was not long for the club. And He's been, and the manager of Boston has been replaced by a manager who doesn't doesn't go for strikers like him. Right. So I think if he goes somewhere else where he'll play to his strengths, be great. I mean, I Palace, <laughs> Palace need a striker. He'd be ideal for Palace because they play with genuine wingers who like to whip the ball in. Mm-hmm. So Townsend and Zaha are either side of of Tosin, letting Tosin play right up front and maybe even with him. Um, Sometimes they play four four two, don't they? But it's mm. not a conventional one. They have like midfielders up front, but I think he'd do dead well there. I think he's got the quality to be a, a decent Premier League striker. He's just playing for a manager and a team that doesn't suit the type of player he is. Mm. So I could see that one coming off. They need a striker, but it, again, it'd be on loan. And if we loan two more players out, we've got a full match day squad on loan. Mm. That's that'd be eighteen mm. players. So if 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 Balassi goes out on loan and Tosin, then there's 18 players you can make a full match day squad out of players on loan. So it's not easy to shift them on for proper money, but Palace would pick that'd be good for all round because we need to shift them. They need a striker, and we wouldn't be giving them Deadwood in the you know in the conventional sense. It'd be an actual good player. Mm-hmm. Just how much we could get get money wise because they know we don't want them that's a problem we've had we've you know it's become quite apparent to anyone who looks who Everton don't want to keep 
So you, why are you going to bid high for a player we want to sell? Mm. Yeah, and plus Tosin, I really wanted him to work out. I really, I still want him to work out. I, I like him as an Everton player. He just seems like just a class guy. You know, he 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 could be sitting there, you know, sulking when he's not in the squad. But what do you see in the Everton behind the scenes, the Everton unseen videos? He's sitting there joking around, super he just seems like he really likes being with Everton. It seems like he really likes the people he's with. That sucks to to lose a guy who has said, I want to work for the club. You know? Mm. Um Yeah. I hate to say I hate to be a naysayer like, but it's not exactly translated onto the pitch, has it? And that's he's not yeah. he's not been showing it on the pitch, which is a real unfortunate thing he's a great finisher he's just too slow for for what Silver wants him to do that's the Mm. thing and Max I don't consider that a naysayer that's realism brother Mm. you know I mean really that's just it just is what it is Uh, Silva has a way he wants to play and have any of us I think that we maybe saw uh, Tosin do some you know combine well early on when he was still getting to start but after that it's been him not being able to finish some pretty obvious opportunities. And that's, mm. that's where it's been. I hate it. I hate it because I really do like him. And I do think he'll, he'll be a good player for someone. He's a great locker room guy too. Uh, but, Max, it's not, that's not naysaying, man. That's, just, that's the way it is. You know, It sucks. But not all great, great people are going to translate into working for what you need. You know, no, exactly. And I, you know, I, if we had tweaked the formation to accommodate him, you know, who knows what could have happened. But mm-hmm. as you say, he, just, he come into the club at what could quite possibly be the worst time to join the club, yeah. and it's not worked out, has it? No. So, if if Tosin makes his way out, the rumor is his the, the person who would be coming in is the Batman. All right. Uh, Bachuai. Uh, his his loan technically has not been cut off from Valencia yet. He's he's technically still training there, um, although everyone keeps saying it's been cut. Yeah, he 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 was recently at training. He's still there. Um, and the rumor was he wanted to go to Monaco to play for yeah. for Henri. But guess what's happening well, with Henri? He's been he's been suspended now. Yeah, he? and it's quite possible he's gonna he's gonna face the sack. So yeah. that means that's not really an option. So I think with Bachuai, I think it's very possible you could see him see him coming. And that's the it's been a consistent several sources when you go onto Twitter, they are pretty consistently saying Bachuai Everton really want him. And what's what's one of the things about Bachuai that we have, that, that Bachuai does very well that we don't is clinical finishing. Yeah. That's the one thing that I think it's particularly when it, you know when it's an when it's an option that we've explored before taking a striker on loan from Chelsea. I don't think it's too much of a far cry for the ITKs to start conjuring <laughs> stuff up. Yeah, but uh, you, you, given our current striker situation, you, you would take him, wouldn't you? Anyone who looks like he can score, you take him on. Yeah. Yes. The the, the problem is he can't um, he can't come on loan, can he? Because we've yeah. already got. I think that's I think that's the main wrinkle. I think if we didn't have a player on loan from Chelsea, I think this would be probably done on loan. I actually think we'll lay down a permanent bid if if Tosin goes. I think it won't be a massive permanent bid, but I think I think we will we will do it. 
Um, there's there's always the possibility of making a permanent bid for uh, Zuma though as well. Mm. True, but they'd cost probably a lot more because they, they you know, they do they do like <laughs> do like Zuma. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there is that, and then there's the other striker that I've heard mentioned. I think is far less likely considering the fact that he's like thirty and six foot five, and he's not a super fast player. Um, it's uh, Zuba from uh, he's a Russian international who had a had a pretty solid World Cup. Um, he's got five goals this season, two assists in the uh, Russian Premier League, uh, but he also has five goals in Europa League. Uh, does do either do any of us actually think that would be coming off at any point? I think that's no. just drumming up interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it does seem a lot like an agent that doesn't it? Yeah. So no way. I mean, if it's play, say for instance, it is true. He's not being brought in for his goals. He's being brought in to be a focal point for the other players because he's, he's you know his record's not great there, and he's not obviously gonna. You know, improve as as he gets older because he's you know he's strong side of thirty. So yeah, I, I doubt it. But if it was, he'd probably just be there for someone that Richarlison and Luckman and that can do a wall pass to mm. run off him. Just such a weird connection. I just don't. I think I think if uh, if this was last year at this time, we would all be taking that rumor very seriously. Yeah, that's a good good shout. Yeah. Um. We have to talk about Idrissa Gay. Um, we have to. Uh, French media is pretty split on this. Uh, some sources say it's definitely happening. Some say it's definitely not. Uh, PSG uh, have have had a bid accepted for, is it Paredes from Zenit? Is that who it is? Yeah. Uh, Chelsea? No, no. PSG. I know, I, know, I, know, oh, I know Chelsea were linked. Yeah, Chelsea were linked uh, to him as well. Uh, but supposedly PSG's had a bid accepted. Uh, who knows if Chelsea will outbid them or whatever. But uh, I've heard a lot of differing stuff here. You see stuff coming out that Everton have flat out said no. You've heard, you've seen stuff come out say that Everton are going to report them for improper for for uh, inappropriate contact with a player. And then you've heard stuff where they've said, "Well, Everton have lowered their price." <coughs> I have no idea. Um, the only way we'd even consider this is if we had a replacement lined up. Uh, there are rumors that Gay has his heart set on it. Again, you heard that about Baines back in the day too, didn't you? Going to United, you know. The so, media Marco is absurd. Silver, Silver, sorry, Silver said in his press conference though, didn't he, that there's been no Nothing. bids. So I think they've asked the question and been told the price, and they've gone nope because they. You know, going off their media campaign, which these clubs tend to do, they start, you know, a, a press sort of like bid before they do a real bid. Mm-hmm. I think they saw him as a cheap option because they thought they could just bully yep. Everton and take the player because he's from a team that's not in the Champions League and not even in the Europa League this season. But then when they've come to Everton, Everton have turned around and said, "Yeah, um, pay the money, big money." They've gone, "Oh no, we we." We pay big money too much in the past. That's why we're mm. coming for this guy now because mm-hmm. he he's good player, but PSG could attract better. But they see him as a, a cup price option, which we're like, no, you don't buy anything cup price off the English teams. Don't care. Yeah. You know? yeah. Case in point, PSG can't bully Everton off a player. Like if they get him, which they might, 
it won't be for cheap because there's just no way. Not not these days. Those days are over. All the Premier League teams are too rich now. Mm-hmm. There have been lots of rumors with us being connected with different players for to be to possibly be his replacement. You got uh, Barrios in South America. That that was a uh, that hasn't been. We haven't heard a lot about about that recently. Um, and actually, I think he's been connected to an Italian side as recently as today. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, you've heard about uh, Ndombele, which is an absurd amount that we would need to pay to grab him. Uh, I mean, it's it's astronomical. Uh, mm. Couldn't see that happening. Um, and the other player, what's the what's the other player? Is it is it player from Lille? We've been connected to. Uh, oh yeah, I can't I, I can't remember his I, name now. I can't either, but I know what you mean. Yeah, well, anyway, I, I forgot about him until we just now started talking about him. So, uh, But the most recent one is uh, Stanislav Lobotka, Slovakian uh, center mid, plays for uh, Celta Vigo, and he is, uh, he's, he's a little beast. He's not a big dude. He's a wide dude. <laughs> and, and the passing that, that Gay lacks, uh, Lobotka brings it. He does. Uh, he's got a really good vision. He's a solid player. And the story that has come out today is that we've made progress on on signing the player. Uh, what that means, I have no idea. You know how these stories work. Uh, somebody's dropped dropped a story, and the the, the hint is that he'd he'd be uh, Gay's replacement. He'd be way more of an offensive player, attacking player, compared to Gay. He does not have the same uh, interception stats tackle stats um it just yeah depends on the way the way silva wants to roll he's not the same kind of player as decore i'll tell you that i wouldn't be surprised if um if gay goes or even if he doesn't maybe in the summer i don't think we'll buy another like player like that i think he'll buy a sitting number six someone like you know like a gareth barry was that he wants to play that doesn't he with a it's what he played at watford he played um we play box to box midfielders with uh, well, he, Tom Cleverly was in the middle, but he, he he sort of like was the pass master, wasn't he? He was. And I think that he, I think that's what he wants. Um, that's why we were linked with Carvalho in the summer, weren't we? Like mm-hmm. at orthodox number six, and Garner isn't. He can't pass well enough. He's he's more of a destructive, like sort of all action tackler. And I I think if he does go in the summer or even this window, we won't look for a a like-for-like replacement because we won't get one who's good enough unless, you know, we pull off. He was a miracle to find him for that for mm-hmm. that amount of money, Gay. You know, people yeah. have people have you know got his, the criticisms of his passing, but he's still an outstanding player for £8 million or whatever it was. Yeah, I think we'll sign a replacement for Schneiderlin, even if um, ah. Gay goes like that sort of you know, quarterback type of player. And I've, I, I was, I've been expecting every day to hear what's going on with Schneiderlin. Uh, I think, yeah. I think the majority of these deals though, going down to, to the 31st, going down to, yeah. to deadline day, you know? Yeah. So I think the last week crazy for ins, for outs, sorry. And then you might get one or two surprise ins. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a, a last second one probably. Yeah. It's, and again, Marcel Bronze, I have the I have the belief that if that, that we're not going to be getting ripped off, you know what I mean? Like I don't worry about us, you know, buying buying shit. 
<laughs> it, mm-hmm. it happens every once in a while to everybody, but I, I just feel like with bronze, I just I have the faith. I have the trust. So I've got no worries about buying. I just worry about selling because you'd have to be an absolute wizard to sell some of the stuff we need to sell. Yeah, and that's that's the that's one of the reasons why I don't think we're going to be doing a whole lot of buying. If he can somehow shed some of these though and get them off our books, that's mm-hmm. that is. You're right, wizard wizardry. Merlin. <laughs> All right, so so I have watched that the other day and I haven't seen that in a while. John, the fact that they got John Hurt to voice a dragon on that show is absurd. Uh, so <laughs> so uh, yeah, anything else as far as transfers go? I kind of gave it a wide swath there. Um, just uh, there are more, I'm sure, rumors out there, but uh, these are the ones that I feel like people have been talking about recently and some of them are more believable than others. So, Mm. all right. Well, I guess that's it for our makeshift transfer segment. Uh, Sorry about the quiz. Uh, Maybe you'll get to hear that content at some point because it's sort of funny when we start realizing that the numbers don't, (laughs) don't completely add up. So it's nothing on Quizmaster John because he does his job impeccably week in, week out. Just something happened. We're going to blame some website. Yeah, whatever that website is. Hey, everybody. Jerry here. Just to cut in really quickly, we realized because of all the crazy quiz confusion that uh, we didn't pick a song to close the show with. So I am going to pick one because I am greedy and selfish and because... I didn't feel like asking Terry and Max after the fact. So, yeah. So, I'm picking something I know they will be interested in. Um, I'm going to pick Tribute by Tenacious D. For those of you who are familiar with Tenacious D, it's Jack Black's band. It's it's really just Jack Black and Kyle Gass. I don't know why I'm picking this. I guess it's because I know that Terry's a fan. He's seen Tenacious D live, and I know Max is a fan. So, uh, so yeah, guys, here's here's tribute as I close the show with the with with the guys. All right, so I guess that's it for uh, the big show, uh, the podcast. For those of you who have been listening, thanks so much for using your ears. It's just nice of you. Uh, please subscribe to the Toffee Blues podcast, rate it if you can, and uh, leave a leave a kind review that says, you know what, I I I missed the quiz, but I'm still okay with you guys talking about transfers because I'm addicted to it. Hey. Uh, if you want more Terry, check his Twitter. Uh, you can find uh, in the description there his Twitter handle, and you can see where when he's going to be showing up on the Liverpool Echo Fan Jury. Also, he just says Everton things. He's a font of Everton knowledge. So keep keep, keep an eye on that. Uh, Max's uh, Twitter handle is down there as well. So you can reach out to him and... Uh, you know, see where he's where he's going to land recently, uh, where he's going to be in the next few days, podcast wise and whatnot. Uh, but he also is always on uh, the uh, Toffee Blues website. Uh, check the Toffee Blues website for any kind of general Everton stuff. It's all things Everton. Uh, also follow the Toffee Blues on Twitter, uh, on Instagram, uh, and on the Facebooks. All right. And if you feel like reaching out to me on Twitter, hey, mine's down there. But please be gentle please. All right. So I guess that's it guys. Uh, we're going to go. Um, I'm not going to say let's get three points because it's a cup game. It's a cup match this weekend. So let's just get a win. Let's, let's just keep the, the good cup mojo going. All right. Uh, 
gentlemen. Thanks so much. Terry, as always. Yeah, thanks, guys. Always a pleasure. All right. Maxwell. Been a pleasure. And we're out. And the peculiar thing is this, my friends. The song we sang on that fateful night, it didn't actually sound anything like this song. This is just a tribute. You gotta believe it, and I wish you were there. Just a matter of.